Do you ever meet someone and you just know that you're destined to be buddies, besties, sisters? That was today's guest. Liz Hartke had my heart, no pun intended and pun fully intended, from the get-go in this conversation. She has such an air about her that is so peace-giving and it's so connected to what she does. She is not only a founder, a trailblazer, an innovator like all y'all listening to this, but she works to help entrepreneurial parents integrate success in business and to do so by leaving a legacy at the home front. So she's got a company and it's called luminaryleadershipco.com. You can go check it out now. She's been featured in Forbes and Entrepreneur and Fast Company and all the things, even on the Gold Digger podcast with my other sister who doesn't know. She's my sister, Jenna Kutcher. But I want you all to really tune in and to understand that those segmented elements of self, the split mind, the split energy from business and mission to family, they can be one in the same so that you don't have to feel so segmented. You can live wholly, fully free and your kids in the process can grow in leadership and entrepreneurship too. If y'all know me, you know this is literally my art, but I love the way she's bringing it to life in a way I've never even conceptualized and I 100% am gonna get connected to. She also has a podcast, so I want you guys to make sure you follow her and it is going to bless you, as will this show. So be sure to tag, review, you know how it goes. We're excited to connect all together and be in person at one of the upcoming events. I know I'm going. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. All right, we are live and in action. And I loved the transition for those that didn't hear it. And they're now just listening to the podcast. You had this beautiful, like subtle tone. It was almost like lullaby-ish. And then boom, out comes the Fit and Faith podcast sound. I'm like, whoa, this is going to be that for the listeners who didn't hear it. We're going to give you some subtlety, some love, some peace today with our guest, Liz. I was going to call her Elizabeth. That's her her birth name. But Liz, a heart key. And it's also going to be, I think, some conviction moments for some of us parents who are also entrepreneurs. You know, I this concept and everything that you do on a consistent basis, Liz, is very connected to my heart because I know how we can get in that funnel zone of being so zoned in on our mission that we forget the ultimate mission is really starting in our home. So thank you for being here and excited to dive deep to your mission. I'm excited too. I have been looking forward to this conversation because I know that you bring in people that are going to have a heart for this. So it's such an important conversation. Sometimes it's a little bit humbling, but hopefully we can shed some light and uplifting nature to the conversation too. We know what's so good about that is to have a show, to have a space that you can go and say, I know here I might get humbled. I know here there might be a spirit of conviction in the best way for us to grow. And that's why I like to poke and prod at the guests. So I love you. I never intend anything bad by it. But when I come at you with a question, you're like, that's new. I've never been asked that before. It's only out of servants to the people who are going to be here because I believe that we have testimonies that are meant to be poked and prodded, but often people aren't vulnerable enough to do so. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so let's get into it. So if you guys don't know Liz, she is a leadership strategist and she is a founder of the Luminary Leadership Company and podcast. So make sure you're tuning into that too. And she works to help entrepreneurial parents 
that's me and likely a ton of the listeners here now, integrate success in business with legacy at home because that truly is where the heart is. And she believes we can do both without feeling segmented. And that's really a huge component of my testimony. So I want to hear how it's integrated to your testimony because I know that there was probably an aha moment or a season that this was let out of. Oh, you know it. <laughs> I have uh, three little ones of my own and a fourth on the way. And in the earlier stages of, so I started my business, you know, a good handful plus years before I had kids. And then my son came along and it shifted my perspective, but I wasn't, I hadn't fully adopted leadership yet. And for us within the Luminary Leadership Company, leadership is the bridge of everything. It's how it's our access point to all the things we want most. But at that time, I was in a period of keep working so that you can have freedom, so that you can have the financial life that you want to have or the ability to be present once your kids are here and you have a family and you want to show up as a mom. And I didn't fully grasp that one could come at the expense of the other if you're not thinking like a leader, if you're not viewing the growth process as a leader, if you're not developing your skills and your mindset and how you think and the lens through which you view the world as a leader. So in those earlier stages of business, I when when my son first came into the picture, I was in hustle and grind mode so that I could ultimately get out of hustle and grind mode forever. That's That was my mentality, not I'm realizing that. <laughs> yeah, we do it. And we trick ourselves into thinking that, you know, entrepreneurs kind of have bad math where it's like hard work plus time spent will equal freedom at some point when in reality, that's just a bad equation. That's not true. There's so many other elements to that actual equation that come in and factor into the ultimate result. And that was true for me where I was like, man, I'm doing all the things, but I don't see myself coming up out of this stage of just constantly being in stress and working and juggling. And and I always felt split in two. And it's funny, all these years yeah. later, that's the phrasing that a lot of my really elite high-level business and entrepreneurs, business owners and entrepreneurs express. They say, I feel split in two. I feel like I'm juggling two worlds. Like I'm so passionate about the work that I do, but I know I'm dropping the ball at home. And then when I'm in a season of family, it's always either or, it's not a both and. So I came to this conclusion when my second child was born. What if it's not about juggling both or finding balance between the two? What if it's an integration? What if I change my identity from an entrepreneur who's also trying to raise kids successfully doing both things to becoming what we call a founder family, a family that has chosen the path of entrepreneurship and is leveraging it as a tool and a gift in how we raise our kids into leadership and possibility for themselves. And silly me, I flash back on my life I was raised by entrepreneurs. I was fully steeped in entrepreneurship all the way through. There were blurred lines. There were no lines between my mom wasn't like, oh, these are my business hours. And I was sitting at the conference table as she was working with clients. And I was like doing my work and filing papers that probably didn't even need to be filed for her. So just bring me into the fray. But I learned so many of life's lessons through the experience of witnessing her living in integrity with her values through the vehicle of her business. And that's what we're trying to help entrepreneurs do and find massive success in business, huge growth in business while keeping their legacy at home, keeping the most important thing, the most important thing and honoring their family in the process. Oh my goodness. One, you just beautifully like knitted that together in a bow for us. So thank you. But thinking through like the founder family, first off, I don't know if you know, the acronym of fit is founders, innovators, and trailblazers. So so it. good that you're, you're speaking right to your ideal avatar right now. And I think about the element of family and how we're raising our kiddos as minipreneurs too. And they already have businesses. They're seven and nine, and they're always watching everything that we're doing. And I think when we, in especially in entrepreneurship or business, and we talk about leadership, we're immediately thinking about ourselves as the leader. And then I guess not a good word, not a biblical word, but our subordinate or the people who work for us or the people who are underneath us on an organizational chart are the ones that we're leading. But how often, if we looked through the lens of parental leading, are we falling short or not really 
putting investment of time or energy into that space when we could be literally doing it consistently, even if you're doing it from a business lens too. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the, you hit the nail on the head. It's we're falling short in it when the answer is readily available to us. And I think sometimes that's the problem is it feels really far away, especially for a lot of entrepreneurs that are maybe service providers or in like a time for money type model where it's not as easy for them to, uh, you know, they like, they have to be working to be earning, right? A lot of my clients, when they initially come in before they scale, maybe a chiropractor where if they're not treating patients, they're not bringing in income. And I can totally understand that. But I think the key piece is realizing that you don't have to get to this perfectly scaled business model to be able to show up in a really special way for your your children. And what worked for me was, again, thinking back. So both my grandparents were entrepreneurs. Both my parents, my mom's still in business today with her own practice. Um, Many of my aunts and uncles So when I thought about how I was raised, it was um, alongside them. It was, they made their business the classroom. And that was, and I wasn't homeschooled or anything, although we do homeschool our kids. So I guess my point there is this works for anybody, no matter what your lifestyle might be. But it's realizing that, man, there are so many leadership lessons for us, not just leading our teams, but leading our children and so many lessons and so much wisdom for them to pick up on just by witnessing and being present to see how do we treat our people and take care of our team members? How do we talk to a client, even if the situation is a big challenge? How do we navigate a challenge when we face something that can be really hard? So a lot of the things that we've done is we have our family board meetings. Now our kids are young, seven, five, three, and one cooking currently, but we'll around the dining room table and we'll make it fun and we'll make it age appropriate, but we'll bring some of the challenges that we face as entrepreneurs to the table. And we want their input. We want to know, what do you think? And it's not from a, I think sometimes like kids get turned off to entrepreneurship because they hear the vent session at the end of the day, because it is, you know, it is hard. But if you're intentional and you're thinking, okay, how can I lead them well as I also lead through this challenge well and bring those conversations to the table or whatever it might be for you. And we include them. We say, okay, so we navigated this really hard thing today or we thought we were going to have this big income boost this week and then something fell through. How would you face this challenge? And we want them to be problem solvers and thinking outside the box and to feel like they're a part of the family business, like even if they're too little to work directly in the business, they're a part of the team that makes this engine go. There is so much fun I hear in the midst of that, right? And I think if we if we try to make a process out of it, right, or we try to put it into our business plan, it would like, I think, fall apart. It would fall flat. I love that you're doing it in such an organic way, but it also takes intentionality versus mm-hmm. that busy hustle grind concept that so many entrepreneurs find themselves in. And then they are giving their their last bit of themselves to their family each and every night. One of the small little ways that we've tweaked that is just the conversation of what me and Dada do. We're both entrepreneurs, both separate businesses. But when we say that we're going, what other people would say is that we're at work. We always say that we're creating or we're helping people. So Dada has to go help people today. Oh man, you know, I thought he was going to be here or there or wherever. Well, he then shares, just like you're talking about, what family he's going to support and why he's doing it on a weekend because there's a newborn at home and the data is actually friends with your friend who went to school with you and making it personable for them helps them to have that bigger picture of why would my parents be working at cuddle time, right? Why would my parents be working instead of taking me to school? And there's this seasonal balance that him and I also orchestrate in recognizing that there might be seasons where I'm really in the midst of my face-to-face experiences and he's not as much. And so giving and taking where they never have a time frame where one parent isn't full bore like here with you. But I love this idea. I want to try it. Mm-hmm. It's and, and that's the key is keeping it fluid. You know, we're in some ways we try to have some structure, but in some ways we try to keep space for 
you know, how it's just going to fit our family in that season. So it doesn't feel like I think sometimes too much structure, at least for our personalities, it feels like we have a benchmark that we have to hit. And if we don't hit it, we're falling short. And that's a pressure that we don't need. We are, you know, the reality is, is yes, life is busier as an entrepreneur and, you know, having a family. Um, you, you take on a lot of stress. We don't get to mentally clock out at 5 p.m. Sometimes our weekend, like work does bleed into the weekend or there's travel or unusual schedules or unusual seasons where it's really busy or maybe seasons where we get to take big chunks of time off. But that's kind of the magic of it is including the kids in that conversation and setting that stage and talking about, hey, you know, maybe some of these things are not available to us like some of your friends. But in the, at the same rate, these are the things that are this this is the spectrum of possibility because we have chosen this path because we have chosen something that might be untraditional and here are the benefits for you if you want to come along for this ride with us and remembering too we don't get to say like oh here are, like i hear this a lot like what are your business goals and then what are your family goals mm -hmm. but what happens when your business goals might not align with your family goals. Well, that's where I think it's that concept of dropping the big rocks in first and then pouring the sand. To me, the family has to be the big rocks. Those conversations around what's going on in the family in this season, what do we want? How do we want to feel? What are our values? What are our virtues? What are our, um, what are we rooted in and grounded in now and forever? And then building the business around that to support those rocks. So being smart and strategic about how you build and scale, but also doing it on your own timeline, not compared to that person on Instagram who maybe doesn't have kids or has one kid or has a full-time nanny or whatever it might be and figuring out those rhythms as a family. And the family has to be that hub. And that's, that's kind of like the heartbeat of our work is that I've I've worked with really elite entrepreneurs for over a decade, serving them in business scaling. And there came this point where I was like, man, am I doing some of these people a detriment, like a disservice because I'm helping them scale and grow, but I'm not asking about what's going on at home. And I'm not mm -hmm. challenging them to show up better in their marriage. And I'm not pushing them to be more present as a parent. I need to, I need to integrate these worlds so that their success in business actually feels good. And they don't, constantly have to feel like they're chasing and wondering why it doesn't feel satisfying. It's because you're dropping the ball on the most important thing in your life, you know? So that's why that, that shift happened for us, where we went from just strategic strategy and business to strategy in the whole picture. And ultimately what we found was the business successes got even bigger and brighter and uh, more beneficial for the people that we served. And that's the whole concept of like even sharing business is ministry, ministry is business, right? Is people, like you said, they'll, they kind of feel split. I, we often use the word like siloed mm -hmm. where like you are siloed in your faith, you're siloed in your finances, which is generally associated to the business work. You're siloed in your health journey, you're siloed in your family journey and so on and so forth. And there, we stand in the center of that at certain times and we're like spinning, like, holy cow, how am I going to do all of these things? How am I going to keep the balance? How, and I just don't believe in balance. So that wipes that off the table. But you mentioned like the juggling balls and then some of them are going to fall and they're going to break. And I, I don't like the concept that I can't live in alignment today. And that alignment today might look really different tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's that fluidity that you're speaking to. Uh, I'm curious when you evolved, because I don't like to say pivoted, because if a pivot is like you're going the wrong way, you're going a different way, but you evolved into this genre of coaching and having this lens of leadership and having this lens of parent and family integration. How did your clients handle it? Was it an overnight thing? Was it like a slow and steady that you were having these revelations and is leadership luminary, which we'll talk about here in a minute, is that connected to, or I said it wrong, the luminary leadership co, but you have like coaching and program and things like that. Was that, how, how'd that work? That's a good question. So now you're having me reflect a little bit, which I like. Yes. Um, it wasn't an overnight thing. It's funny, probably four years ago, God, I was sitting and I was working at my desk and I had a notebook that only had maybe five pages left in it. And it was like, God spoke super clearly to me. And I just 
I wasn't even thinking, I wasn't conscious of what I was writing and I just started writing. And it was this whole premise of how this evolution would take place. And it was, I was probably making this face as I'm writing, like, where is he going with this? Like, this is not even what I do. This, you know, I serve, I love marketing. I'm obsessed with like, I can help someone scale from a hundred thousand to 2 million. Like that's, that's my jam. That's what I'm good at. That's what I love. So all this talk about, and family has always been at the center of my life, but I was a little siloed. I was thinking of like, yeah, I honor family over here, but in business, this is what I do. So I had that download and then I closed the notebook, put it in a drawer for two years. And I was just, it, I'm telling you that freaking thing talked at me for two years from the drawer. And I was like, just shut it. I've got work to do. I've got clients. I have masterminds like this. This just isn't in my cards right now. And then, you know, how it goes that beat that, you know, the chirping becomes a lot louder. And, uh, I started to just allow myself to speak about it a little bit more in the communities that I served or with my clients. And what I found naturally, I tend to attract people with those family values that crave that too. It's just like, I live enough by my values that I tend to attract people that would resonate with this message. So when I started to pull back the curtain and speak a little bit more to that, so we weren't just talking about their profit plan for the upcoming year. It was their profit plan in alignment with the season they're choosing to be in with their family. How does that work? Or is this in alignment or is it out? Like you're talking about going, making speaking your primary gig while you're going to be gone every week. Like, is that really how you... So the light bulb started to go off and many times the waterworks would start because it was just this permission to allow those worlds to come together into one. So it was an evolution. Uh, I still have very powerful business focused programs, but now I'm not shy at all about bringing the challenge to these leaders and saying, hey, this is who you said you wanted to be as a mother or a father. Would this over here in the business realm, would this tee it up or take you off track to it? So it allows them to really create their own roadmap and timelines to things. It's not a cookie cutter process. And and I've found that many of them have a lot more clarity in business too. It's like, man, this is what I'm called to. And their values at home mirror their values in their business. They don't have a set of values for their kids and then a set of values for their team. It's the same thing because they're the common common thread between the two worlds. So it should be the same. So, and they we have determined too that really crystallizing your family mission allows you to get stronger in your business mission. Now, those don't have to be perfectly mirrored, but the business mission should support the family mission. And we found that bringing this in, it really, uh, I don't know, it brought our tribe even closer together because it was like I was almost keeping this major part of what was on their heart and what they were thinking separate when it was what they wanted most. It's what they really needed. They were desperate and thirsty for it. So now, um, and now we're starting to develop more things. We have actual programs and events where we bring in entrepreneurs and their kids, or we have supplemental curriculum for raising leaders in a crazy world and things like that, raising entrepreneurial spirited kids and so we we're developing, we kind of have leadership as the umbrella that everything falls under because we still believe that in home and in business, that's who you need to be. You need to yeah. tap into who God's calling to be as a lead as a leader. Um, but then we have things supporting the different benchmarks of life and what they might need in that process. It's so fun, y'all. This is like right up in my jam. I'm in and the biggest thing that I want you guys to take note in is even as she's sharing her story. She's also giving you applicable things to activate and change right now today. Um, and, and change doesn't have to be hard. Change can be an evolution of uh, evolution of self, which actually leads you to be a better leader. And I love this idea of a family mission connected to your business mission, but that the mission of business is actually the, the, aftermath of the family mission. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and there's, there's nothing better than having something like that. It's just like having a a verse of the day or having a verse of the season or having a, 
a worship song that's on repeat in that time of your life where you can continue to go back in and what self checks you every single time your family decides they're going to go on a trip or they're going to um, do this thing instead of that thing. Obviously, all the activities and sports I'm thinking of, we can ask the question no different than we do in our business. Does this align to my goals is does this align to our mission? And is it going to I love it, tee us up or take us off track? So mm -hmm. I hope everyone's taking notes too. So tell us more about this idea of like luminary leadership and the, what type of programs do you have um, that people could get invested in? Because I'm thinking of so many mamas right now that I want to share it with directly. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So on the business side of things, although I, I'll say the the family thread is through everything we do. So even if you're in one of our business masterminds, we want to help you scale in alignment with your family and your, your values. So that's just, that's across the board. So we have two different level masterminds that oftentimes people come in at. One is for entrepreneurs who are generally around the, um, I don't even want to say necessarily earlier stage, but they definitely need to scale. Many of them are service-based, time for money. They're kind of butting their heads up against a bit of a ceiling and they need to learn. They do need strategy. They need help with marketing, branding, um, visibility, all the amazing things that, and their business model, developing offers, things like that. And then we have, that's the Maverick Mastermind. And then we have the Luminary Leadership Master Incubator, excuse me. And that mastermind is our elite mastermind. This is for entrepreneurs that are uh, usually um, several hundred thousand into several million. And the the common thing with them is they know, all right, I know I'm called to my next level, but it's going to come through leadership. So I need to be challenged. I want to be positioned in leadership. I want to develop my leadership skills as I'm going into very high level business strategy, scalability. Um, and we talk a lot about generational wealth, but then we'll have the conversation. Okay. You want generational wealth. What are you going to do? Just hand it off to your kids and hope they do something good with it? Or are you going to also equip your kids so that they're prepared to take it and be good stewards of that uh, generational wealth? So conversations like that. Um, and in that program, we have a lot of in-persons and things that are really, really powerful. And then on the family side of things, some of my, I can't even talk about without smiling because this is where I just like oh, I love, love the work we do. Um, we have a lot of free resources, which I'm happy to share any and all of them with your, your wonderful crew. But we also have uh, something called the Raising Luminaries Co-op. And our co-op is the first of its kind as far as I know. And it's a program where we bring together um, entrepreneurs who are 100% called to their mission in business. They want to find wonderful success in business, but they're equally as called, if not more so, to raise leaders and have a strong family. And it's all about that founder family concept, helping them go from split into to integrated, harmonious, have their rhythms. So each month they're supported, literally dropped off at their house. Um, they get mailed to them tools and resources to help them integrate family and business, to make their business a classroom, to have the tough conversations with their kids, to have the leadership challenges. They get projects each month for their kids to do to help them grow in entrepreneurship and leadership values. Um, so that's the Raising Luminaries Co-op. And then we also have Camp Luminary, which was we did our first one this past summer. It was such a God thing. It just took off. It was so incredible. And that's for entrepreneurs and their families, and they come together. So that was an opportunity for them to really connect as a family, to come up with their mission as a family, to really root in those values, to create core memories together, but also really to learn what is the plan for the business that does align with my family uh, and to meet other entrepreneurial families who are rooted in a lot of the same values. So we have different ways that we serve people and, um, support people. And it's just been, it's funny when you ignore what God's telling you, things can feel really hard. And those couple years where I close that notebook in a drawer were some of our most profitable years, but I was, I just felt so off. Like my heart was just being squeezed and I couldn't figure it out. And I kept grasping at straws, you know, it's like, Oh, what's that? Maybe we need to try a new marketing strategy or right. we got to grow our list or I got to get back on the speaking circuit or all these stupid things go through my head. And then the next time I open the notebook, it's like, Oh, 
this is our path and this is what we're called to. And he'll put the next stone down in front of us in the river and get us across this thing, even though it makes no logical sense. Like I have, I had a business coach who's really not um, like, doesn't have the same faith that I have, which is fine. Uh, But he couldn't get, he's like, you're an idiot. Like, I can't believe (laughs) you're going to say he thought you're a nutty. Yeah. Nuts. And I'm like, listen, man, this is happening. There's no, this is a freight train. I'm just, I'm just on it. And we uh, tripled in size in the last year or so. It's been a wild ride. Don't get it. Me, I can oh, and pregnant. <laughs> yes. Tired and all the things and little kids. And we just took on homeschooling and we're like, what are we doing? But it's just, it's unfolding before our eyes and it's becoming this movement that we didn't anticipate because it's really, it's a great need. A lot of families are quietly hurting as they put their curated pictures up on Instagram and it's a problem. Yeah. And I just think about like the, the concept that so many people have probably heard, but like God ordained and so God sustained, right? Like he's going to make a way. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes I'm sure you have this many experiences, maybe in yourself, but also with the people that you work alongside, we get these bright ideas. We get these wild ideas, right? It's like, what, where did that come from? But especially, especially, especially when it's not being exampled in society, like this was not something that you could replicate, right? This isn't something you're like, oh, well, they're doing it this way. Let's just tweak it and let's try it this way. I, like you said, I've not ever seen anything like this other than maybe like Christian family camps, right? I think about that. And then I think about the business mastermind set, but there is not the integration the integration of. And even just recently, I went to a conference that I was speaking at called Embrace Your Ambition. And we had my son with us and we wanted to go whitewater rafting and be in Denver because that's where the job take you sometimes really fun places. And usually only the one speaker will go and there's that time away from one another. But we've really been stepping in, especially in the last year with all these different engagements with my husband coming along. So we had this opportunity to also bring my son while my daughter was away. And it was so amazing to see the impact that this little human had on all of the adult attendees at this conference. Cause it was not a kid oriented experience, but he was there watching the speakers and interacting with the people at lunch. And what happened afterwards was what was kind of that cementing of we're going to do this all the time was when he was regurgitating the things he was hearing up on stage and regurgitating them with his own filter of how he would then make a solution or how he would come out of that, that tragedy. And it just blew my mind. And so for you to be able to have that opportunity and people to be able to come through and that be the premise of it, I'm, I'm all in. My husband's going to be like, when, where, how? I know. It is amazing. I had um, a session once with one of my clients that was in our high-level mastermind and she was very successful. She's a bestseller and she had been a few years off the speaking circuit and hadn't started writing her next book because she had this definition of what it meant to go to her next level of success, that it would strip her of what she wanted with her family. And she had youngish kids and felt like she should really be present. And we did some work together to uh, reimagine the possibility of what it could look like to be a speaker again and what it could look like to be on a book tour. And I was like, you get to define this. Stop looking at how society tells speakers they operate or how society says a bestseller runs their book tour. What is in alignment for you? And I was, and she's like, but I can't just pick up and leave my kids every, you know, couple weeks or month. I'm like, great. What would it look like? to have them in the audience witnessing your craft and you take the engagements that align with what your where your family wants to go and she just bursts out in tears it's like it wasn't even on her radar that these you know a lot of times people are like oh i want to get my business up and running before i have kids i'm like why do you think like the world stops when these kids come out of you you get to yeah, decide yeah. what life looks like you get to lead and shepherd them into a life of possibility and that is completely determined by you and your family, not by the standards of the world. Please, if you want to operate by the standards of the world, you better get used to subpar, mediocre garbage because that's how the world operates. Truth. Grow your business for God's sake. No, really, I mean it. Grow your business for God's sake. 
That's right. Business is ministry and ministry is business. And it's time we take action in this belief and show up in our anointing with fresh fire. This is a cultivation conference. This is an activation conference. I want to see you reap the harvest, the promise that was predestined for you in your purpose and your calling. But you've got to go back to the root in order to do that. Come and let us water you so you can come fully alive and fully free every single day to make the impact you were born to make so others can also reap the legacy of your harvest forevermore. Let's do this. In Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th, you do not want to miss it. Get your tickets today at growforgod.com. That's right, and that's easy, growforgod.com. Can't wait to see you there. Hug your neck together. And I think about a lot of those pieces and elements of tension, especially for moms, I feel more so than what I've witnessed for men and dads is that away from the nest time, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's that conflict, there's that mom guilt that we speak to, and we want to be in two places at once. That's that split identity. And yet at the same time, I also have witnessed how much growth and bonding my husband will have when he's with the kids during those times. Mm -hmm. And there's a gift in that. If I flip my perspective on, oh, mama's out of town, so it's playtime and they're doing this adventure that mama would likely not do. And it becomes this, this journey. But when we infuse one of our root values, which is, which is travel into the integration of how we want to exist as a family, we have been taking, uh, essentially month long hiatuses, uh, with our kids individually going to Mexico with my in-laws. So they each travel by themselves for a month, a year during the school year, which is not a a traditional curriculum based experience. But think about the education and the cultural immersion and the language development. I mean, there's so many pieces that otherwise people would close the door and say, oh, no, your school, you're only allowed to miss five days. You can't miss 30. So we're taking it as a family in this December. We're doing 30 days away and we intend to do 45 next year then 60, then 90, which is the gift of entrepreneurship. I don't not run my business during that time. I just don't run it from this office space, right? right? So it's, there's so much option and opportunity when people are um, awoken to it, awakened to it, right? Yeah, it's so true. And it's such, uh, we talk about this all the time and sometimes people misinterpret what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to knock teachers or traditional school. I was schooled in traditional school, as was my husband. And we somewhat recently chose homeschooled because God placed it on our heart. It was just a calling and we've chosen that path. But the school system was designed not to create uh, leaders or independent thinkers or creatives or entrepreneurs. It was designed literally, if you go back in history, to create better factory workers. That was literally what it was designed for in the Industrial Revolution when they were taking the parents out of the homes, when they used to homeschool them, throwing them into the factories. And now they needed a place for the kids to go, okay, let's stick them in school because then they can become our future factory workers. And the model has not changed much in almost 100 years. Now, thank God, there are wonderful teachers out there who break that mold. So I'm never knocking those specific teachers. But what I am saying is, if you do choose that path, you have this incredible gift of entrepreneurship to supplement the things that you know, they are not getting in school, the leadership, the experience, the culture that you talk about, the travel, the worldview, uh, the faith, the elements that just aren't going to be found in a textbook. And there's no one better to guide them and to expose them to it and to lead by example than their parent, the people that they're supposed to, as God designed it, attach to the most. And now what they're finding a lot is kids are attaching to their peers and on social media and all this other garbage that's really stripping them of the opportunity to tap into possibility. It'll be a very curious experiment to see what like the next generations of kids are like as adults, which we're already seeing some indicators that it's not going to be pretty. So it's our job, no matter the path we choose, homeschool, you know, unschool, whatever you want to, regular school, doesn't matter. But um, parochial school, there's more that's needed. And entrepreneurs have this unique and special gift, both as who they are because of how we're kind of designed in our DNA, but also the vehicle of our businesses to teach and to shepherd and to help them grow into and develop their confidence and 
I don't know, just so much that I think sometimes we weigh undervalue because we compartmentalize. We're like, okay, it's better to have, you hear all the time, have strong boundaries. Well, I believe in boundaries too. They can be powerful, but some things maybe take the boundary down and see what happens. What happens when your kid's sitting alongside you as you're on a call and listening to how you communicate with people or sitting in the front row when you're speaking on stage and seeing what's possible or reading your book that you just wrote or listening to your podcast or whatever it might be. That's showing them that really they can become whoever their God's calling them to be. Yeah. I, I want to like hold space for the people who are just processing how that could even work. And they've never been, you know, opened up to the idea of, of existing like this. And I also want to tap into your zone of genius associated to business. So for those of you who are like, okay, I need to just go back, rewind, listen just to the family dynamics place. That's for you. But I have the other element, the innovators, the trailblazers, those founders who are also looking to scale. And so I would love to hear from that lens, what are some strategies? What are some ways that you help to develop or even have them from a mindset perspective, which we've talked a lot about, get to that place of scale where they can, let's say they've got this part kind of figured out. They're like, yeah, I feel good in the family founding element. Now I want to get to this next level. Mm, yeah, it's a good question. I, I think the key is developing those leadership skills where the problem is, uh, or like the diagnosis or the symptoms or when you are always in reactionary mode and you're just doing what's right under your nose, that's going to keep you in the muck that's right under your nose. So the first piece of the scalability puzzle is being the visionary that you're called to be as a business owner, looking three to five years out. And knowing that you have deficits that will have to be filled between those three and five years. We have projections for our company to grow our team to a scary degree, literally where it scares me. And I know I'm not fully equipped today in leadership to manage and and lead that team, but that's okay. I have three to four years to get there. So part of my development and scaling process is one, scaling me, Mm -hmm. most importantly, scaling me, my leadership skills, my own development. But then looking at, okay, if I am in a time for money model, or if I am living launch to launch, and I'm in that culture of like every quarter I'm gearing up for launch, which means every day of the year I'm in launch mode and it's stressful and That's how my money comes in though. And I have to do it. Stop telling yourself that story. You don't have to do it. There's all the evidence in the world out there that there are many ways to diversify and grow and scale. So you have to look at ahead and say, how am I going to roll this roadmap out in a way that's congruent with my values, that aligns with the timeline that's appropriate for me? Like for example, I'm having a baby in January. I'm not going to be launching in January, right? I'm not going to be doing, making major pivots that require me to be physically present in January. So you do it in a smart way that aligns with the seasons you're choosing for your family and leaving space for the seasons you can't predict in your family because Mm -hmm. things happen. Uh, Kids need certain things. You go through a health crisis, a parent needs more support, whatever it might be. Um, So, but I do think it's critical. And especially in an economy like today, if you're not, I I was just asked on an interview this morning, how do you recession proof your business? You don't, my answer was you don't recession proof your business. You build a business that's strong enough that when recession comes, you're stable instead of trying to scramble in a reactionary way of like, oh my God, how do I recession proof this thing? You're already behind. So instead build the timeline to roll out and start being that visionary and think into the future of how you can do that. There are so many different ways. Do you need to bring things digital? Do you need to scale by hiring? Do you need to go the agency model? Are you going to create, go from one-to-one to to one-to-many programs? Are you going to integrate speaking as a great revenue stream, but we saw what happened when, uh, you know, everything shut down. My speaking clients were bringing in two, $3 million a year from stages, lost it all in a minute. So they had to very quickly and kind of frantically say, all right, how am I taking this and bringing it digital? So just innovating and being the visionary is the place to start, but don't do it all right under your nose. Don't create a task list look out ahead. And that's the key to leadership. It's yeah, you're in the weeds sometimes because that's the nature of small business. Like the reality is none of us are running major corporations where we get to just sit in our CEO chair and never touch anything in the trenches. Anyone that tells you otherwise is full of it. Maybe they do it less as they grow and scale. And I've experienced that, 
but I'm certainly doing the work. Like I'm certainly in there still. Uh, but it's even when you're in the trenches, having your head up enough to see beyond the weeds and see the possibility and see that vision that you're creating for yourself because it keeps you hungry. It definitely keeps you humble. It also keeps you going. Like when you face those really hard times or those seasons that are tough, you see that vision and it's like with your children. You know, I was just talking to someone saying, man, leadership in the home it's such a funny thing because I would say, you know, well over half of the stuff that we have to do as moms is hard stuff. It's exhausting. It's not what I'd sign up to do if I could like take a fun class and I wouldn't spend my time doing that thing. I wouldn't do the laundry. I wouldn't, you know, wipe the butts. Like there's so much junk that we do, but I would do it. I one, I do it 365 days a year with joy in my heart and gratitude. Now, sometimes I complain, but that's a side note. But my point is, I see the vision. I know, I know the fruit of my labor. I know that pouring my love and my uh, sacrifice into my children is worth every sacrifice. It's the same thing in the business. If you can't see the fruit of what you're working towards, and you bump into something like a recession, you bump into something like an illness or just like straight up burnout, whatever it might be, good luck to you. You're going to grind through. It's going to suck the joy out of you. And guess who's going to be affected aside from you most and your team is your spouse, kids, your family. Yeah. You guys, this is, I'm thinking through everything that transpired just a couple of years ago with COVID and my husband who was in an industry in like contracting world where he still went to work and I had already pivoted to an online experience the year prior to. And so now I have kiddos at home, right? And I'm like, what is happening? But nothing changed as far as the beat of or the rhythm, I should say, of our businesses, of our life. And we looked like wild people, unmasked, like, and I'm not saying this as a political element or argument, but we just, nothing changed. And so I love when you're talking about the recession element, we're not afraid. We haven't even had a conversation of what if, because it's not, doesn't really matter right at the end of the day, what will be, will be God's in control. And he also has already given us that ability to vision cast and activate so that that wheel is already in motion. And I hope that people are listening and thinking through what wheels. And I would say, move the needle. What did you move the needle on the things that are going to be one, three, five years down the road today? Because if you don't, and you're just always in dreamland, that will never erect itself. And when it does, it will be because of burnout, because of grind, because of hustle, because you're, you're putting the season and you're no longer with your kids for, you know, four months because you're building something. But I, I, and I know Liz, it's literally the heartbeat of her mission. Don't want to see that happen to you. Mm -hmm. And so can you do your due diligence? No different than when you see the first marker or you feel that's first twinge in your body of pain, can you go and actually search, research and search her out and have these conversations now? She's doing it in so many incredible ways. I mentioned her podcast. Make sure you take a look and listen to that. I mentioned and she talked more in depth about all of the different programs and services that they offer. And again, a lot of free resources. So there is no excuse that you should be twiddling your thumbs on how do I do that and how do I do it well? I am so excited to see the growth that you're talking about, the vision that you have, even though you didn't give any hints away. I'll, I'll say it as I'll be watching and so will the community. <laughs> Liz, is there any final comments or thoughts or mic drops you want to leave on the community with Fit and Faith? I think the thing that I just needed to hear over and over, uh, specifically from the people that I love and that love me and that have... Uh, allowed me to witness how it should be as someone who truly is called to both. You were designed for this. This is not a, a design flaw. You are, you know, there were times in my career when having children where I was like, I wish I just wanted to be the stay at home mom. Like I just, I wish I wanted to just focus on business. Like I just wanted to be able to be laser focused. And then I'd have those moments or those conversations where like, why? That's not how you were designed. You were literally like your fingerprint is on all of this. Own it 
And these are the cards you're dealt. How are you going to play them? How are you going to lead into your next, you know, chapter in your life? And and every choice that we make in business and in all the categories of our life, our kids and our families are directly affected. So it makes sense to me that when we start to open those lines of communication and integrate those worlds, that the people who are going to be affected anyway are a part of the conversation and they feel a part of the mission. Like I said, even if your kids are young like mine, mine feel, you know, when we were planning for Camp Luminary, they were stuffing the envelopes and our three-year-old was right. We let her with a crayon, drawing the envelopes, a little picture that made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and she draws all eyebrows going, straight up and down which is hysterical I'm like you're looking right at my face why are you drawing them like that but they were on the back of everyone's envelope and they're a part of it and they know the impact that we're seeking to make and that the Lord has called us to make and and they also know the sacrifice that comes with that this we didn't sign up for easy and we have that conversation with regularity but I think the reminder you have to just keep you know breathing into yourself and if you don't have can't fully believe it yourself, have someone else, you know, speak it into you that you were made for this. This is exactly how you were designed. So you better show up for it because this is, this is your calling. This is your purpose. And anything short of that is going to lead you feeling like something's missing. Um, so don't question it, lean into it. Brilliant. So brilliant. The word that kept coming to mind as you were talking, giving those examples is just empowered leaders that we're developing empowered leaders because eventually everyone is going to be a leader in some way, shape or form. But the difference is, is what type of leader are they going to be? And so I'm excited to see your kids continue to be a part of your business and your ministry. And same, same for mine. I'm excited to come back and create a family mission today. And I'll let you know what we end up saying it is and I'll tag you when I do it. Yeah, please do. All of you guys, I'd love to read those. I geek out on that. I enjoy it. And I'd love to connect with any and all of you. And if you want to come to an experience, you can go to that specific event where you have an opportunity to do it together and create those core memories. I'm sure there's some adventure in the process because core oh, memories have to come from adventure. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Liz, for being here. It really was an honor. And I'm so excited to just stay connected. You guys be sure to do the same. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts. And you can tag me and the guest and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.